Last week's program from AARP on tech support fraud introduced you to Jim Browning, a pseudonym for a computer ace who took it upon himself to investigate and expose the rampant tech support fraud perpetrated on seniors. Although what he does with his computer hacking skills to stymie those fraudsters is officially illegal, as long as he stays within certain ethical boundaries, he is able to continue his quest to expose as many fraudsters as possible. Today's program offers a little more on that story and continues with additional AARP articles on fraud, including Top Scams Targeting Older Americans in 2021 by Hari Sarar and Nine Online Tools That Help You Stay Free from Fraud by Joe Eaton and Just Hang Up to Avoid Being Scammed by Peggy Laramie, all published this last April. The program last week ended with Jim saying, I know that law enforcement wouldn't approve of what I do, but almost every time I pass on information, Jim notes he has done so at least 100 times, they tell me they are grateful and say, keep doing what you are doing. Perhaps he is hearing that because the onslaught of tech support fraud shows no sign of letting up. Robocall technology has made it shockingly cheap and easy for fraudsters to call millions of homes, thereby increasing their chances of reeling in on suspecting victims. Likewise, the global pandemic has caused us to spend more time online, exposing us to dubious websites where malicious pop-ups are more common. And high youth unemployment in developing countries, combined with easy access to technology, has swelled the number of individuals willing to engage in fraud for a living. You're probably wondering, do law enforcement agencies sneak into scammers' computers and observe crimes as Jim does? The answer is only under the narrowest of circumstances. Electronic wiretapping rules are extensive and highly restrictive. One U.S. official told me it's a big deal to get a judge to sign off on electronic surveillance that would allow the government to do what Jim is doing. Prosecutors would need overwhelming documentation ahead of time that a crime is occurring before a judge would grant such approval. But Jim doesn't work for the U.S. or any government, which means there is no one to stop him as he continues his solitary quest to search and call out the bad guys. What's the ultimate solution to this growing fraud menace? Realistically, it will require a mix of tough law enforcement, tighter regulations, and increased education to warn consumers of these evil practices. Still, it's comforting to know there are people like Jim Browning fighting the battle on his own simply out of compassion and because he happens to be pretty brilliant at technology. What does his fraud-fighting future look like? Well, he tells me he's not quite sure. On the one hand, he isn't ready to quit his day job to fight fraud full-time. On the other hand, he has been amazed at how many people have shown interest in his work. And he still enjoys discovering new ways to disrupt criminals. I asked him how much his efforts are still about satisfying an engineer's curiosity. 
he admits that his motivation has evolved to be more of a personal cause, albeit one he feels overwhelmed by at times. For example, he told me he receives some 300 emails a week from fraud victims who want his help. I don't know if they think I am some kind of savior or miracle worker, he told me. I can't even begin to answer all of these people. Still, he persists in tracking as many tech support bad guys as he can and rescuing as many victims as time permits. Jim's work reminds me of the story of the boy who was on a beach one bright and sunny day when he came upon countless starfish washed up on shore and dying in the heat. He began to throw them back into the ocean one by one when a man came up to him. What are you doing, son? The man asks. I'm throwing the starfish back into the water so he can live. But there are thousands of them. You can't possibly make a difference. The boy reaches down, grabs another one, and heaves it into the surf. I made a difference for that one. That was by Doug Shadell and Neil Worthemer. And now, top scams targeting older Americans in 2021. Here's how to recognize and protect yourself from these costly cons. Frauds aimed at older adults are becoming more creative. Scammers stay on top of whatever is new, such as the popularity of Zoom, COVID-19 vaccines, and online shopping. And then they move fast to create ploys that best fit the moment, says Amy Nofzinger, AARP's Director of Fraud Victim Support. Here are some frauds happening widely right now. 1. Zoom phishing emails. Con artists are registering more than 2,449 fake Zoom-related internet domains in the early months of the pandemic, just so they could send out emails that look like they're from the popular video conferencing website, according to Better Business Bureau. The scheme. You receive an email, text, or social media message with the Zoom logo, telling you to click on a link because your account is suspended or you missed a meeting, says Catherine Hutt, national spokesperson for the Better Business Bureau. Clicking can allow criminals to download malicious software onto your computer, access your personal information to use for identity theft, or search for passwords to hack into your other accounts. How to avoid? Never click on links in unsolicited emails, texts, or social media messages, Hutt says. If you think there is a problem with your account, visit Zoom's real website at zoom.us and follow the steps for customer support. 2. COVID-19 Vaccination Card Scams Many who got a COVID vaccine posted selfies on social media showing off their vaccination card. Scammers immediately pounced. The scheme? With your full name, birth date, and information about where you received your shot, scammers have valuable data for identity theft, breaking into your bank accounts, getting credit cards in your name, and more, says Hutt. How to avoid? If you want to inform friends and family that you got your shots, a selfie with a generic vaccine sticker will suffice. Or use a Got My Vaccine profile picture frame on social media, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody suggests, and review your social media security settings to choose who can see your posts. 3. Phony Online Shopping Websites Phony retail websites aren't new. 
but they look more real today than ever before. Fake sites are using photos from real online retailers and mimicking their look and feel, Hutt said. The scheme? You click on an ad online or on social media, see stuff that you like at a great price, enter your credit card info, and never receive a product. Or you receive a lower quality item shipped directly from an overseas seller, Hutt says. How to avoid? Never click on an ad to go to a retailer's website. Instead, bookmark the URLs of trusted shopping websites that you visit frequently and use those, suggests Tyler Moore, professor of cybersecurity at the University of Tulsa. Don't bother with trying to figure out whether the web address is real. Attackers adapt and change them frequently. If you're considering buying from a new site, First, check online reviews as well as the company's track record via the Better Business Bureau's online directory, bbb.org. Next, celebrity imposter scams. Real celebs like Kim Kardashian and Justin Bieber grabbed headlines during the pandemic with social media money giveaways. Fans posted their cash transfer app identifier, such as Cash App, for a chance at free money. Right away, scammers posing as celebrities started offering fake giveaways as a way to get people's private information. The scheme. You get a note via social media, email, or text message claiming you won. You just need to verify your account info and send a small deposit up front. How to avoid? If you really win, you won't be asked to send money first, says Satnam Narang of Tenable, a cybersecurity firm. The easiest way to defeat this scam is to block incoming requests on your cash transfer app. Remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Now, Medicare cards and scams. Scammers are emailing, calling, and even knocking on doors claiming to be from Medicare and offering all sorts of pandemic-related services if you verify your Medicare ID number. The scheme? The offers include new cards they claim contain microchips. Some posers are asking for payment to move beneficiaries up in line for the COVID-19 vaccine. How to avoid? Hang up the phone, shut the door, delete the email. According to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, Medicare will never contact you without permission for your Medicare number or personal information, and it will never call to sell you anything. Guard your Medicare number and never pay for COVID vaccine. It's free. And now, peer-to-peer, or P2P, payment scams. The rise of smartphone tools like Cash App, Venmo, Zelly, and PayPal, which let you transfer money directly to another person, has led to a range of frauds. The scheme? One of the more pervasive is the so-called accidental transfer of funds scam, Narang says. A scammer sends hundreds of dollars, then sends a follow-up message requesting the money back, claiming it was an accident. But the original transfer was made with a stolen debit card. Those funds will eventually be removed from your account, and you're out the money. How to avoid? Scrutinize money requests before hitting accept. To be extra diligent, disable or block incoming requests altogether on your app, and only use it for sending money, Narang suggests. Enable it with someone you trust is about to send you cash. 
and ignore a notice to return an accidental deposit. Report the incident to the app's support team to resolve the dispute. Social Security Scam Calls Scammers are using spoofed phone numbers that look like they're coming from Washington, D.C. to appear credible. The scheme? You get a scary phone call saying your Social Security number was used in a crime and you will be arrested soon if you don't send money to fix it. They may say your number was used to rent a car where drugs were found and the Drug Enforcement Agency is on their way to your house, Knopfsinger says. The caller may refer you to a local law enforcement website where you can see the person's picture. You think that you have checked it out, call them back, and send money. How to avoid? Don't pick up the phone unless you absolutely know who's calling, Knopfsinger says. If it's important they will leave a voicemail. And finally, account takeover scam texts. Scammers are sending fake text messages alleging there's big trouble with your internet account, a credit card, bank account, or shopping order on Amazon. They want you to click on links and provide personal information. The scheme? The urgent-sounding text message may have a real-looking logo. People don't expect scammers to use text messages, so they are more likely to click, Moore says. How to avoid? Remember, don't click on links in emails and texts that you haven't asked for. Call your bank or credit card company to check for a problem. Installing security software on your computer and keeping it up to date is also crucial, says cybersecurity expert Brian Payne of Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. AARP's Fraud Watch Network can help you spot and avoid scams by signing up for free watchdog alerts, review their scam tracking map, and call their toll-free fraud helpline at 877-908-3360 if you or a loved one suspect that you have been a victim. Here are more ways to protect yourself with Online tools that help you stay safe from fraud. These services help you safeguard your identity, finances, and personal data. As consumer fraud has surged in both quantity and variety, so have products and services to help protect you from scams. Some are free and come from government agencies, nonprofits, or large corporations. Others are from entrepreneurs with unique and often high-tech protections that you will pay for. How to sort them out? We reviewed lots of services and devices, then talked to anti-fraud experts and former law enforcement officials. Their advice? Focus on specific needs. 1. Take a financial vulnerability survey. The Wayne State University Institute of Gerontology has developed an online financial vulnerability survey at olderadultnestegg.com to help older Americans evaluate decision-making. Through its SAFE program, the service also offers one-on-one coaching to help users catch fraud or identity theft. Two, review a broker's history on BrokerCheck by FINRA, the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority. FINRA, the independent, non-governmental regulator of securities firms doing business in the United States, has a free online tool, BrokerCheck 
www.finra.org that lets you review broker history as well as find complaints and disciplinary actions against brokers. And remember, always hang up on a cold-calling broker. Legitimate ones don't work that way. Next, protect your packages with informed delivery. Free service from the U.S. Postal Service, informeddelivery.usps.com, emails images of your mail before it arrives. It also allows users to track and manage package delivery to keep purchases safe from thieves. 4. Sign up for identity theft protection services. A number of companies promise to keep your identity safe for a fee. Plans from Norton LifeLock offer identity theft protection to AARP members at a discount of at least 20%. Eversafe.com and IDShield.com are among the companies that patrol the dark web. Searching for illicit use of your social security number, false changes of address, and other misused personal information while also monitoring your bank accounts and credit cards to ensure they have not been compromised. You can compare basic fees on each company's website. Stop phone scammers with call blocking software. Start by signing up for the National Do Not Call Registry at donotcall.gov. Next, call your carrier and ask what call blocking services it provides. More are adding free call screening options in response to the epidemic of fraudulent phone calls. If you want fuller protection for your smartphone, consider services like robokiller.com or truecaller.com. Next, you can verify a person's profile photo with a reverse image search. To lure victims, online dating scammers often use stolen pictures. Before you respond to a connection request, drop that profile photo into a reverse image search tool that will show you where else the image appears on the Internet, which can help expose crooks. Image search services include images.google.com, tinai.com, and yandex.com. To keep a loved one safe from fraud, persuade the person to sign up for a service that constantly reviews all of their financial accounts for unusual transactions and then sends alerts to you and others if they occur. GuideChange.com and Eversafe.com promise to put older Americans' finances under a microscope and root out fraud. Their computers constantly monitor how money is spent, searching for red flags. These services can offer peace of mind at a price. Check websites for fees. Next, confirm a caregiver's background before hiring. While anyone can find information about a person online, many companies will do a professional job for a fee. They provide detailed information on criminal records, civil court filings, and credit scores. And services like goodhire.com, checker.com, C-H-E-C-K-R.com, and IntelliCore.net will provide monthly updates for additional peace of mind. Services and fees are listed on the company's websites. And finally, secure sensitive emails with decryption.
Email services like protonmail.com, tatennota.com, and mailfence.com encrypt your incoming emails so no one can read them without going through a highly secure login and decrypting process. Compare prices on their websites. Another reminder about AARP's Fraud Watch Network. You can sign up for free watchdog alerts, review their scam tracking map, or call their toll-free fraud helpline at 877-908-3360 if you or a loved one suspect you have been a victim. The author, Joe Eaton, is a writer, professor, and former investigative reporter for the Center for Public Integrity. Moving on to just hang up to avoid being scammed. Be suspicious and do not respond to unsolicited phone calls, emails, or texts that involve a request for money or personal information. That was the main message of speakers at the online Scam Jam event held on April 23rd by AARP Virginia and the Fairfax County Government's Silver Shield Task Force. Warning signs of fraud include a stranger contacting you out of the blue to ask for money, usually via an unusual payment method, and use of pressure tactics to obtain inappropriate personal information, such as Medicare or Social Security number. The event, Stay One Step Ahead of the Scammers Virtual Scam Jam, was presented as part of the AARP Fraud Watch Network, which seeks to empower people of all ages to protect themselves against financial losses related to fraud. At the end of the day, it's all about you taking a moment to say, hold on, this is not legitimate, and just hang up, said Susan Hogan, consumer investigative reporter for NBC4, in her keynote address. Hogan shared examples of people who lost money to phony come-ons. Each victim fell prey to aggressive, emotional appeals by apparently well-rehearsed scammers. One Maryland nurse lost her life savings, $32,000, to someone claiming to be an FBI agent who persuaded her to purchase gift cards over several days and turn them over to him. Sadly, several of the retailers who sold her the gift cards did not warn her about potential fraud. The victim felt angry and ashamed. Grandparent scams involving a scammer who pretends to be a victim's grandchild, needs money for an accident or sudden health problem, also prey on older adults' emotions, Hogan said. She suggested that families develop a code word that can be used to ward off scammers. If someone calls to allege a loved one is in trouble and needs money, ask them, what is the family's passcode? If they don't know it, hang up. Take a deep breath and realize anyone can fall for a scam, Hogan said. It doesn't mean you did anything wrong or you're stupid. You're not. It's just that these guys are so good at their craft and play with your emotions. Through her NBC4 Response campaign, Hogan and a team of specialized producers have recouped more than $2 million for consumers after investigative complaints. No matter where you live, fraud is never far away, cautioned Trudy Marotta, 
an AARP volunteer community ambassador and speaker with the AARP Fraud Watch Network. And now I have a personal story to share with you. Back in March, the trainer at my gym began offering to be paid by Venmo or PayPal. The process seemed simple enough. I would access my PayPal account and enter a payment to a friend to her email account. It took me a bit of time to figure it out, but I worked my way through it and was satisfied that I had accomplished the money transfer. When she didn't receive it, I went back to the original payment and discovered that I had made a typo in her email, leaving out one letter. Back at it, I was finally successful in transferring the payment to her and feeling quite satisfied with myself. The next day, when I attempted to access my PayPal account again, I immediately received a message that there was a problem with my account. I wish I could tell you exactly what the message said, but I was too anxious upon receiving it to remember. However, I was to call a phone number to get the details. It seemed plausible because of the error I had committed the day before. So I asked my husband to observe as I called, thinking that between us we would be able to hear out what the PayPal representative told us, assess and fix the situation. The contact seemed legitimate to both of us for the first few interactions. After directing us to download an app from Google Play, we began to think that this was taking too long. At that point, my husband called our credit union to report the issue and discovered that the phone number that we had been given was not connected to PayPal, so we terminated the phone call. Our credit union representative immediately initiated a fraud alert on all of our accounts and said that they would monitor our accounts for a few weeks. In addition, we were to call each credit reporting agency to add fraud alerts and put a hold on all credit applications. I also took my computer to my tech people to have them run a scan and clean up anything out of the ordinary. Then we went to Verizon to report the situation and found that I only needed to uninstall the app from Google Play that supposedly had been required. After all of that, I was so discouraged. Here, I regularly alert Silver Threads listeners to be wary of just such scams, and I fall prey to it myself. Credit union and credit bureau representatives each offered reassurance in that scammers are continually upping their game and that even those of us who are wary can be caught off guard. So here I am again reminding you to be alert Always check phone numbers with source agencies and never give out credit information or social security number to anyone with whom you have not initiated contact. And finally, no credible agency will ask you to pay with gift cards or money transfers. One last bit of information I found helpful from another tech support scam article involving online searches included these five tips for customer service. One, go directly to the company's website to find its customer service number. Two, don't ask devices such as Alexa or Siri to find customer service information. Three, check the URL for misspellings and other oddities. 
Four, never agree to pay for a service that should be free. And five, don't give anyone remote access to your computer. Thanks for listening, and until next week, I'm Kathy Van Skoik.